Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill? For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Everybody loves a lover. You're so warm, though. That's the thing, is your whole energy is so comforting and warm. It's menopause. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm way past menopause. Um, yeah, you know, well, aren't we all? But good people, you know, nice people are, oddly enough, it, it's hard to find really nice people. And that's it what is. nice people elicit. They, they don't elicit fear from you. You know, they elicit Hi, hi, I think I'm nice too, you know, let's sit down and, and have some water and, yeah. and see what happens, you know. Let's, let's share a slice of life together. Yeah, you know, and I spent a lot of time on my own, so I, I, don't, I didn't really do a lot of that. So you're, actually the two of you are one of my uh, really first, like, hello, I want to be friends, here's my phone number, come to my house. That we're <laughs> oh, wow, that's you know, so cool. I'm honored. I thought birthday. that's I just well, what we share that birthday. Oh, yeah, of course. The Scorpio ladies. Yes. Um, well, you know, I I mean, that's awesome. I, I just figured you'd always been like that because you know what happened with us was I came on the view to do the view for the you know umpteenth time. And you and I, it was during a commercial break, you and I just looked at each other and we were like, wait, why isn't this happening? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, usually it's just kind of like, oh, nice to see you. I was welcome. I'm very pleased. But it was just like, you're, 
you know, your groove was great. And my daughter also <laughs> was really pissed at me that she couldn't come to the show because she <laughs> adores you. And she like tells me, like, you don't know, you have to watch this. So she, she was like, you met her? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. So what was she like, Ma? And, uh, <laughs> and then she's like, well, you know, did you meet him? I was like, actually, not this time. <laughs> and then I explained that I met you later on. It's it just, you, you, have a, you have an heir in my family. That's the only uh, way I can put it. The, the, oh. You have an heir in my family. So it's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I'm absolutely thrilled out of my mind. But also, I just wanted to say that your home is extraordinary. And wow, I mean, we just, it's so, you have such an incredible collection of, you know, personal things from all over your travels and everything else in your home. And then your beautiful uh, garden. And I mean, we just, it was it was so lovely to be there. Such a great feeling. It was kind of like going on a vacation for a two week vacation, you know, and in in the course of four hours. Well, you have it's to come just, back then. Well, we definitely will. I'm gonna get Nick over there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're still talking about the the spread uh, of barbecue that you put out. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's a, it's a point of bitterness around my bedroom. <laughs> Well, listen, if not for the band, there would have been no food because <laughs> I, in my mind, am much more better prepared than I am in actuality. Well, I think... Come on, so we're having a bar, we'll have a barbecue. So, and, then it, and then it was like, oh, was I supposed to... Oh, I, I have to... Wait, wait, I have to take this out of the freezer. That's right. Take it out of the freezer <laughs> and then I'm going to put it on the... And thank God for the band because they were like, um, go sit down. <laughs> go just sit down somewhere. We'll That's do, great. Do, do, put it down. Put it down. Well, it's like, okay. Andrew Pressman, our bass player, I think just completely commandeered the grill. Yes. Yeah. He, he's a great, whether you're in a band and he's your bass player and he's driving the van mm-hmm. to the next town or you suddenly are in need of somebody to commandeer a grill for 12 people, he's your guy. He's a great dad. It was amazing. It was it was just an amazing day. And we have to repeat it because eventually you both will come back to New York. I know. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. will sit down and, and do this again because there's nothing like good barbecue. Mm. There's nothing like it. You know? And you have such great friends, too. I mean, it was just all around. It was so much fun. Um, so, whoop. What, uh, you know, what's the latest? No, I'm just kidding. We all know that. (laughs) I got the answer to that. What has been your greatest accomplishment during this time, do you think? My greatest accomplishment during (laughs) this isolation Mm. is not eating the building. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can see walls standing behind you, so it's going well, great. But they're so far. only held up by bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not a big eater, but I have eaten. I've eaten. I've put things in my mouth that were shocking, like things that I would never ever try to 
to do. I tried to cook something. I <laughs> I tried to make potatoes because I got you know it gets in my head. It's like oh I'm home. I, what would I like? Oh I want those potatoes. And then in my mind I, I know how to make those. I know how to make them. I got the sausage. I got the the butter. And I boiled the potatoes. I did the whole thing, and I was just like oh yeah this is gonna be so good. Or so good. <laughs> and then I put it in my mouth and spit it all over the kitchen. It was horrifying. I don't know no. why I thought I could cook. And my daughter said, well, you know, you don't boil the potatoes first. Like, okay, I, I don't know this. It's like, no, 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 you don't boil the potatoes first. You have to cut them up and then, you know, put them in and then you put them in the oven. I See, I, w- I wasn't trying to involve everything in the kitchen. Right. I was just trying to involve one pan. Yeah. You're talking about putting it in the oven and then you got to take it out, let it cool. I was like, oh, no, that was no. <laughs> what was wrong with them? They had no personality. <laughs> they had no personality. Here I thought I was, you know, seasoning things and just moving about like people do on television when they're cooking. I don't know what I know how to do that. Moving and moving and sh- baby, I put this in my mouth. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I spit it everywhere. Because it was the seasoning, you have to do a lot more seasoning. I thought you seasoned it and it stayed seasoned. No, it, the seasoning it then gets into the food. You know, I thought yeah. I gonna, no, you gotta do a lot with Timing is an important part of seasoning. I'm the same as you. I'm not a cook, although, but Nick is a pretty good cook. See? I've been reviewed as uh, moderate and also adequate. Uh, I've taken to calling him chef around the house. I do do (laughs) love to cook. Do you? Yeah. And so, so when you go in the kitchen, you know stuff? You just know. Well, no, I don't. Uh, I mean, I, my family are all very good cooks. I, I grew up in a very frugal uh, farming family, so they ah. everybody grew up cooking, right. um, and, and uh, they're avid gardeners. And you know, my my mom's family had pigs, so there was always a freezer full of meat. Right. And so and so, I grew up. You know, I knew my way around the kitchen, but uh, just like in my woodworking shop, whether I'm making like a dining room table or something to put on it, I always go for the recipe first. Like that's, that's rule one. Like if I want to make something, I'm like, okay, get either the plans for the table. Don't just make it up. Don't just start cutting wood. Right. Get out the tape measure, get out the measuring cups. Do I have enough butter? Do I have uh, vanilla extract, etc.? And so I always, I always go to the recipe first and then you can play with the recipe, but you got, you got to have a foundation. It's not like improv comedy. Oh, you got to start with a script. But uh, sausage, <laughs> sausage, and, <laughs> sausage and potatoes. What? What does it need? Onions. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it should should have been. It does. Yes, should have should have been flavorful. Should have been. Should have been. And then my child, who I've devoted my life to, mm-hmm. had the nerve to say, "Well, all you had to do was call me." Really? <laughs> <laughs> Call, that's she, all I had to do. 
Where's your girl? Where is she? She's there in L.A. She's in California. Uh, with my with her husband and uh, two of my grandkids and one of my grandkids and my great grandkid lives here on the property. Oh, they live there. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. So do you get to see them? I do. She comes over periodically. Good. Uh, she recently wanted to understand why I wasn't sharing. Like I, I bought a doll that I liked. And I would have given it to her eventually. But, but she found out about it. And she was, she said, um, Oopy? I said, yeah. She said, is that doll over there? Do you know who that belongs to? I was like, what? yes, I do. She said, well, whose doll is it? I said, it's mine. Yours? She said, yours? Yes, it's mine. I bought it for myself. And she was she was incensed that I would dare, because she's six, and the yeah. world that she knows it revolves around her. Yeah, you you know dolls are my thing, right? This was this was implied. She didn't come out and say it, but she implied it by her tone. <laughs> I was like, well, no, that it's mine. She said, Well, are you, are you going to keep it? I said, what do you, yes, I'm going to keep it. I, I bought it for me. <sighs> I said, what's the matter? She said, well, I wanted a doll like that. And if you had asked me if I wanted a doll like that, just drama, I would have said, this is a doll I wanted. I said, well, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that you wanted that. Well, I do. I said, well, I'll see if I can find another one because I'm a bad great-grandparent. Bad. I'll see if I can find you another one. But I like that one. I said, well, (laughs) that one's mine. (laughs) So so I still have it. Oh, that's so nice. I'm glad you get to see them. That's really great. I do. I like like her. I I like them all. I like the whole family. And what... Family's kind of your your thing, right? I mean, I'm just trying to. What are your favorite things to do? Uh, what's your What's your ideal perfect day? Every day, pretty much that I've had since we <laughs> went have been sheltering in place. I, huh? I, I the favorite, <laughs> my very favorite thing is to listen to my Audible books mm-hmm. because my eyesight is such that. It's not as strong as I want it to be, and my eyes get very tired easily. So mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of Audible. I listened to y'all's Audible book, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. Wow. Oh, thank you. Yes, you're you know. And um, so it, I like people telling me stories. So it allows me to sit and listen to what people, you know, travels people have had or stories that you, you know, that you read, but you you didn't really experience because for me, I'm a visualist. So if I hear it, I see it. So that's my Mm -hmm. very favorite thing to do is to just be still and listen. Yeah. I love that. We, we do that too. We listen to a lot of audible books and um, we usually do a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle while we're listening. You sent me jigsaw puzzles for my birthday. Oh, that's right. Just letting you know, remind you, yes. 
I'm well, we your your uh, gift giving has been very influential in our house because you gave us this blanket that we keep in the room where we watch TV, and I can't tell you. Like, we fight over it, it. We fight over it, and the dogs. I mean, our little, you know, poodle dogs who you know are who don't shed and are very tidy <clears throat> also love to pose on the blanket. <laughs> it's so beautiful. You're so thoughtful and generous. I'm I'm actually terrible, but I'm <laughs> I'm a good briber. <laughs> <laughs> I bribe here. What do you think of this? Be my friend. <laughs> um, but you know, it's true like if you're an introvert like like you are and like I am and, and to an extent I think Nick is I think you're an introvert basically, you know. I mean, we can be extroverted, but uh, if we have to be, but I think that this is a different situation than if you're somebody who constantly wants to be on the go and being around other people, which is not what I don't, I don't need that. I'm, I, because I am around so many people and I feel like quiet time's important because I can, I can go and 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 never stop. But as that, mm-hmm. I've gotten older, I've insisted on the word, and it's really hard to say, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. really, because you want to, you know, you want to do all the stuff, just in part because you want to make sure that people know you're not too old to do it. And in part, you mm-hmm. want to make sure people know you're still hip and viable and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And because you also, for me, I get a little nervous because I could actually, I'm like a sloth. I could sit and never move mm-hmm. for weeks. And it's not, <laughs> it's not good. And I've had to train myself to go out of the house, you know, because yeah. I, I, there's not a lot that I need to do. There's stuff I, I would like to do, but I can if I want to. So I, I, I have to really choose the times I want to be out and about, you know, and choose the times when I want to go and be Wilby Goldberg. And she's great. I mean, I like her. I like Wilby Goldberg. Mm-hmm. She's really cool and has afforded me the opportunity to go to really as close to the moon as I could go. But she's overwhelming. She can mm-hmm. overwhelm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, I have to go in the closet. I'm not coming out. You know, she's, she can be a lot. So saying no to people and spending time at home and spending time with myself has sort of been the last, the journey of the last 10 years of, of learning how to do that. And I, it's weird, you know, it's weird, mm-hmm. but I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we're the same way. I mean, we, you know, we'd gotten to the point where we got so busy that it was pretty insane. I mean, yeah. really like... I found myself working from the second I got up in the morning to the second I went to bed, you know, 10 minutes before I went to bed on my phone, you know, like finishing up, a, you know, 10 other things. And that's just, I just really don't want to do that. I don't want to live like that, you know? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and I can't imagine it with a partner because you both need to sort of take a look at each other and, I know when I get in that space, I don't see anything. And the kid, you know, my grandkids are like, um, hi, remember me? 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're familiar. I'll call you later. <laughs> write, the, write something to give me a number, you know, and, <laughs> and you're suddenly like, oh, wait, wait, I do know you. I do know you. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Need something? <laughs> you know, like, uh, no, I'm just trying to say hi. You know, that's my yeah. doll. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we kind of got into that same thing of learning how to say no, and it's very important, and it's very it's a powerful yeah. thing to learn. Uh, it's necessary yeah. for your health, your mental health, physical, emotional, everything. But I think that's great that you're doing that, and you know, Nick and I both. I mean, we tend to get a little workaholicy, mm-hmm. um, and I, and and I know what you mean. Like it's. It's uh, doing all that public stuff is so weird. And, you know, I've kind of gotten to this point where I just sometimes I look back even at like a year ago or two years ago and I think, God, how did I do that? How was I so on for all this press and all this stuff and throwing myself around and, yeah. you know, photo shoots and I, all that stuff. And it's just it's it's the so gig. It's the it's part of the gig. It's like, yeah. you know, it is part of the job. And so what it calls for is it calls for you to be intrusive on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh. you have to intrude on your own space and on your own feet. And you learn not to say anything because people say, well, what do you have to complain about? Well, 19 hours straight is a little bit of, uh, a little bit of something to bitch at. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hungry too, and I'm tired, and I'm gassy, and I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, this happens. And so, yeah. you know, you have to decide whether you want to take the time to explain to somebody, you know, why the 50th question that is the same question that started at eight in the morning is not, it's still not as interesting <laughs> at yeah. eight at night, you know, yeah. but you have to, you have to make everything fresh every time it happens. And we do it because it's our job. But it, is a, it takes a toll because it makes you want to please everybody. And that makes it hard to say no. And you're so, I mean, of anyone, you're so true to yourself. You are, what you see is what you get. I mean, that's, I hate to yeah. say that's so, such a, an old expression, but you're so yourself. And I think that, that is one of the only ways to offset that kind of thing. Like when you have to do a lot of publicity and things that can get very draining on your soul um, is to fiercely stick to who you really are and not ever fall into that trap of trying to say what you think they want to hear or Mm -hmm. compromise yourself in any way. Well, it always puts in a trick bag when you end up compromising because then, you know, it's like one leads to another, leads to another. And by the time you realize what's happened, you're thinking, oh, my God, who am I? You know, and so, you know, I and I still go through it, you know, periodically. It's like, oh, yes. Well, that's the fake you. I recognize her. You, You know, you're being the fake you. Right. And it's like, yes, I know. You know, and then you kind of readjust because, you know, you're not, nobody's perfect and it's, it's crazy. And you never know who, who is expecting you to be what when you meet them. And all you can do is try to, you know, stay as close to you as you can be so you can be consistent, you know, 
so that suddenly it's not, oh, hello, darling, here we are, darling, 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 darling. <laughs> and then you come back out and you've forgotten the darling and, you know, you're cramping and you don't want to say it. You don't want to be that. It's like, yeah. hello, darling. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's not how you do it. It's like, okay, well, if you knew how to do it, you do it. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that it's, either. <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually, it can be really like it, almost painful. Um, Sometimes. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm reassessing. Uh, I've, I've kind of gone off social media pretty much. Um, huh. And I even look back at that and I think I was going wild on social. I mean, I was going, you know, I was full steam ahead on Instagram a year ago. And now I'm like, wow, how did I do that? Did I really want people to see my face? <laughs> did I really need people to see like my dog and me and Nick to get, I mean, did I, I guess I did. Yeah. Or I guess I felt like I should want that. And so I did it. Well, I'm sure part of it was also fun and, you know, just as silly and wild. And well, it can be creative. It's really creative, but it's also, you know, it's also can be exhausting because, mm -hmm. you know, people want it every day. They mm -hmm. want you to be that every day. And, you know, when I say to people, you don't want to call me after five, you know, have you, are you a Harvey fan, a fan of the movie Harvey? At all? Oh my God, I'm a huge yeah. fan of that movie. Yes. I tried to, I tried to get a remake of that. It's made. very hard and, to do. It's very uh, hard to get done. But I've yeah. been trying to find the, the painting, not for nothing. I've been trying to find the painting that sits oh. over the fireplace of him and Elwood be down. So, but uh. at one point Elwood says, now you can try me here, but I may not be there until tomorrow because until then I'm going to be over here. And that's <laughs> how I feel. That's how I feel Instagram is. You know? yeah. You're here, but you might be over here, but not really there until tomorrow. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to be all of that all the time. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I'm I'm very I can be very all or nothing with anything, you know? Yeah. And uh so I think I'm gonna kind of ease my way back into it a little bit, just just on the creativity side, like really posting more I'd like to post a lot of dancers and stuff. So mm -hmm. maybe I'll get back into that rather than just, you know, here's my face. Yeah, but Isn't your face amazing? is great. You have a great face, the both of you. So if it pleases you, you should only post when it pleases you and the things mm -hmm. that please you. Not mm -hmm. what pleases them, mm -hmm. but what pleases you. Because they'll mm -hmm. either adjust to it or find somebody who pleases them more. Yeah. You know, it's not, that's it. So when you, when my phone doesn't live in my room, it lives in another room. So that, that. It, it can ring off the hook. I don't hear it. I don't pick it up. I don't check it. If you need me, you have to call me on the hard line. <laughs> that was the mm -hmm. correlation I was trying to make. Right. But, you know, because for me, it got to the point where I'm checking and I, what am I checking for? Who needs to get a hold of me that, that much that they can't call the hard line? Why do I need to mm -hmm. call them back instantly? Well, you, yeah. you also raise a great point yeah. by, you know, a couple decades ago before let alone smartphones, before email became ubiquitous, uh, that society took care of that for us. You know, the rules of comportment were such that if 
in business in general, if you had to call someone after dinner, yeah. you started with an apology and said, yeah. hey, I'm so sorry, it's, it's eight o'clock, you know, happy days is yeah. on, and I'm sorry I have to call you. Uh, and, we, and, then, and then email crept in and, and the, rules, the, the rules of comportment eroded. Yeah. And now with our smartphones, we're expected, especially if you, if you uh, have the good fortune to uh, be on the receiving end of opportunities like getting jobs in show <laughs> business, you're then expected to be at the beck of, and call of the business 24-7. Yeah, or, there are no boundaries. Right. And, and, and uh, for us that are performers, that are, that are people pleasers, that are like, thank you so much for allowing me to humiliate myself today in this audition. <laughs> thank you very much. Here, here's a dozen donuts. Have a great day. Yeah. You know, that the, even now, even though we are the boss, we like we are in charge of our journeys, that that kid still lives in there. That's like, well, I want to, you know, I want to I want to be do as good of a job as I can. So I guess I should write this email at midnight. Yeah. And so and so you coming back around to your original point, the most powerful word you can have uh, as, as life goes on is the word no, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not answering your call. Unless it's your, unless your family, I'm not picking up the phone because mm-hmm. people, my family are the only people who are allowed to call me after a certain hour. They can call all day, all night, day, night, doesn't matter. But no one else. It's like the rules of comportment say, don't expect me to pick up my phone if I'm in the bathroom because, you know, why am I in the bathroom reading emails when I should be pooping? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think most people have bad stomachs because they're not in the bathroom doing what you're supposed to do in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They're in the reading and writing and looking at YouTube. And I love YouTube, but not on the can. Sorry. It interrupts the flow. (laughs) Well, yes. Yes, indeed. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill? For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including box warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because hey listen remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like i'm serious if that leaks over the counter it'll be a slimy abomination by the time i get back and i was like yeah 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 of course don't worry about it i won't forget (laughs) well oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed rinse after use if in contact with food surface life is a highway 
And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So you're a highly creative person. I mean, you're just... I'm a visual person too. Um, just... The, your home is evidence. It's just an, an extension of your, you know, shows how creative you are. And just you, I mean, you as a visual are very creative, but all in all of the things that you've done, because you are one of a handful of people who has an EGOT. Oh, I think it yeah. needs to be said. Ills, of course. What, uh, what, no. what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite, you know, I mean, do you love acting? Do you just like, do you love activism? Do you like, is, do you have a favorite? I just like my life. Yeah. I like my life. I've mm-hmm. been really, really lucky when people really were like, well, they, you're never going to, that's never going to work. You are never going to work. You don't look like anybody. You don't sound like anybody. What, you know, you're talented, but you're, it ain't going to last. Mm-hmm. And 30 some odd years later, it's like, listen, no one has had, or continues to have a magical run like this. This is a magical run. Apparently, it turns out I'm black. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Know? And I, I, you know, and it wasn't supposed to happen like this, I guess. But, you know, I guess people got tired of trying to surprise me with the information. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I'm I'm straight up actor. You know, I'm a straight up actor, and this is this is what I know. This is what I love, and because of it, I've been able to, you know, meet people who said, "Here's a good path." Like uh, Elizabeth Taylor. You know, Elizabeth Taylor. When I met her, said to me, "You know, you need to get a present every time you work." I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" She said, "You have to have a present every time you work." I said, "No, look." That works for you. You're Elizabeth Taylor. She said, no, no, that should work for you too because your career is going to go up and down. It just is. So you should have things in the down times in your career to remind you about the up times. So I'm, I'm going to make sure you get a present. And it's not a huge present, just something that agents and managers can't touch. They can't, it's yours. And that's what happened. I got things from each of the shows I've done. And and I said to her much later on, uh, much uh, later, I said, you know, this is all because of you. And she said, no, no, honey. It's because of you. I said, but you told me what to do. She said, now you tell other people. It's like, okay. But... Then she took the time, you know. She's Elizabeth. She doesn't have to talk to me. <laughs> she doesn't have to talk to me. But she, she liked me for some weird reason. And I thought she was the funniest person I'd met. She, great cusser. Could cuss like nobody's business. The best. The oh. best. Oh, it was heaven. Uh, it was heaven. That's cool. You know? So Wow. I, I love that, though. So you get something free and clear. Yeah. So you oh. always have it. So you, she said, because you will put, you will put agents and managers' kids through school. You will pay for agent agents and managers' 
uh, wives sometimes changing faces. You <laughs> will pay for great, amazing houses, you know, and you will turn around and have nothing. Mm. And look and think, well, where where am I in all of this? And wow. I tell you, a lot of what you saw at the house is because of her. Oh, that's great. You know, that is really true. I sometimes think about my former agent of 17 years who, you know, has a gigantic house on the west side of Los Angeles and also a house in Malibu, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's a lot of that has to do with Will you and know, Grace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and you think to yourself, well, I know you I have no problem get you getting paid, but at some point I'm kind of mad. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'd like a house in Malibu. You could have had, you could have done all this in 5%. You didn't need 10. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like there have been, I had a manager for a while and there have been times where I've thought, you know, it would be nice to have a manager, but I mean, it's another 15%. So, you know, I mean, for people, dear listener, uh, if you don't know this, if you're, you know, working in the arts like we are, you'll, as an actor in particular, you have an agent, that's 10%, then a manager's 15, and then your lawyer's five. So, if you're lucky. you know, that's a lot. Plus taxes yeah. are 50%. So you, you end up with 20. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little crazy. Great cartoon. Like I, I thought, you know, when people said, you know, oh, I, I earned a thousand dollars that it was really like a bag, a white bag with a, <laughs> with a dollar sign. <laughs> and then they very, smartly said, well, no, you don't get to keep all of that. You don't get to keep that. And, you know, you have to remember, and there are, what do you think, 5% of our industry that makes that crazy money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, we're working for a living. Mm-hmm. We're working for a living. Like, People do. And we make a little more money, make some more money than most people. But we're working people. Actors are working yeah. people. We, if we don't work, we don't eat. You know, and if you yeah. have family and you're taking care of them, you know, everybody is eating, you know, so. Yeah. And it, it can get it can it can be tricky with with actors and people in similar lines of work because you'll get one job where you're really in the chips. Yeah. And then that job ends after a year or two years or five years. And then you might not work for another year, two years or five years. You know, I mean, it's it's very unpredictable. So you think it's a false sense of security where you think, oh, wow. It's going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to last forever. Yeah. You know, that's why I knock on wood every day that, you know, I have this crazy little gig. I'm very happy to have it, lucky to have it came Mm -hmm. when I couldn't get a job. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but you have to, you have to always every day look in the mirror and say, am I, am I being true to me? Am I doing what I need to be doing or am I faking it? What's happening here? Because, you know, as soon as somebody thinks you're faking it, they've written about it. Mm. Well, this person isn't who they used to be. Well, how do you know? (laughs) How How do you know who I used to be? You know, it's been exploration. You know, it's all exploration, like anybody, like everybody else who's out there trying to figure out where do I fit, you know. And, you know, you are 
one of the truth tellers. And sometimes, he, really, yeah, huh? Oh, yeah, because sometimes you just you just have to. You know how when somebody comes <laughs> at you and they say, "I look good," right? And you know <laughs> that you can't say anything but yes. <laughs> mm, I think that's what a truth teller would say. <laughs> well, <laughs> but some, some, no, because you want to, you, you really do want to keep people from stumbling into maybe something that will hurt their feelings, but it's really not your place. You know, you mm-hmm. can't control the world for other people. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to say, you look fine. Good to see mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but you're, th- there's a difference. You you are a truth teller, but you're also not an asshole. And <laughs> you, you, <laughs> we're we're going to need a Venn diagram here. <laughs> um, no, like, here's here's the thing. You said it a little while ago. People kept telling you, you don't look like anybody you, your shtick is not like anybody else's. Yes, you're talented, but bluff. That's the lesson, is that what they're telling you is you've got it. And if you can ignore consumerism and, and what, you know, what all the billboards and magazine covers are telling you, and instead keep telling the truth of, of that light you have inside you while telling people they look good sometimes or being an asshole sometimes, but if you can if you can stick to that truth, it, it always reminds me of testing for pilots 15, 20 years ago. And people would say, the producers would say, we're trying to find, this is the Kramer of our show. We're trying to find the next Kramer from Seinfeld. And I would say to them, whenever they said that, I would say, well, you, you, you know, Kramer was created by, by uh, people in your position and network executives taking a chance, rolling the dice on this crazy personality that no one had ever seen before. So you can't say we, we're trying to recreate that lightning strike in our own show. You have to be on the lookout instead for the, for the next risky strangeness. And so those of us that possess a risky strangeness, it's our job, I think, to, to maintain the integrity of that. And I think that's what Megan's saying is mm-hmm. that's what that's why we think you're a truth teller because you're true to yourself. Uh, and sometimes that makes you be an asshole. Sometimes it makes you be nice and politic and say, "No, Nick, that suit looks really good on you. It's not too tight. Yeah, <laughs> you, you look like you're keeping in shape." Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that's how I felt. You know, but one one man's shape is another man's shape. Mm-hmm. You know. But, you know, you have the courage of your convictions, and that's, you, know, you would think everybody would, but it's hard. they really don't. It's hard, because mm-hmm. you can, um, everybody doesn't like it, and it can be very, very chilly and somewhat mm. uh, lonely uh, mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. when you... Mm-hmm have the courage of your convictions and you know people try to wear you down and make you just come in and you know say you need to be more like us you have to be more like us and it's just like but I don't I don't wanna mm-hmm. <laughs> just I don't and I'm too old yeah. now 
you know, I, I used to kind of think I could, you know, wiggle in and out, but it's gotten to the point now where it's just like, look, I started out, this is who I am. And I tried to bend it up a little bit and it just didn't work as well. So I've gone back to being me and that's hella high water. This is it, you know, and if it gets really bizarre, then I just have to stop the whole bus and get off and go, okay, let me sit down and ponder this because it's, it's like right now, like I find myself over the last couple of years just, I was enraged. I just, I didn't understand why I was mad all the time. And I figured out recently, and I'm actually kind of writing about it. I'm sure other people are too. That when I, I was a kid, I was raised that there were just certain things you didn't do. You didn't lie. Because people, nobody liked a liar. You didn't mm-hmm. cheat. People, you know, people would, sh- would call you out for being a cheat. That, you know... You, you were trying to be respectful when you talk to people. You just, that's how it's, and I don't know how to exist in the world without, you know, periodically I think, well, maybe I should just say something like this. And then I think, really? Your mother would come back from the grave and roll you down the hill. No, you can't do that. And so I, this, the new world is, kind of pulling at me. I'm trying to understand my place. I keep saying this is keep trying keep saying the same thing of trying to figure out my place in this new world where, you know, things that just weren't okay still are not okay in my soul. You know, and I, I don't know how to adjust to the fact that it's okay for other people. I, I don't know how to do mm-hmm. it. So, you know, that's my new thing for the next four or five years is figuring that out. So you're just, you're wrestling with that right now. Every day. Just trying to. Every day. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. um, yeah. Just because it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's so vastly different from what I was raised in my, in the soul of me. It's just mm-hmm. very, very different. Wow. Yeah. It's extremely confusing and yeah. it's like you're constantly being gaslighted. Yes. <laughs> Like perpetual gaslighting. And then you have to act like you don't know what's happening. (laughs) But it's like, you know, I know what you're doing, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing that. Of course you are. You know, I can see you. Yeah, you know, I can see you. And, and And when it's every day and many things a day, you know. And many people. I mean, because when we, when I was a kid, you know this was not the behavior. This was, I never saw adults behave like this. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, my things that my mother would, you know, roll me down the hill for, man, it was just like, listen, <laughs> don't you ever, don't you ever, you know, it's like, okay, I won't, I will never, I will never do that, you know? And, and now <laughs> you see all these people and you think, but do you really think that you're my age? Who, who raised you? <laughs> crazy yeah it's uh it's tough to wrap your head around and then with this whole kind of global crisis that we're all in to add that on top of it when then it becomes about you know people's lives are at stake i mean it's really you can't even 
Yeah, it's it's really, it's a lot. It's a lot, you know. It's a lot. Yeah. I say always keep some semblance of joy about your life, you know, because mm-hmm. when you make yourself recognize the good, it leads you to the path of the right. You know, not the right, but, you know, yeah. What is right What's, in the world? Right? If you're if you're walking around in joy, then you're not going to be pissed that somebody else is joyful. You know, you're just not going to be because you're yeah. you you're in it. So you're in that joy together. And so I just, mm-hmm. you know, something I've, I think I find I've have found telling for the last few years um, along those lines is just looking at you know the the different partisan point of points of view and things that make the two sides, you know, of, of liberals or conservatives uh, or whatever you want to call them racists and us. uh, The, the thing that always stands out to me in a group think is the notion of uh, finding delight. It's, there was that great article about how the cruelty is the point Mm -hmm. It's finding delight, uh, talking about enjoying a cup of liberal tears. Like, I love that our policy or our stance or our actions are hurting this other group of people. It's it's causing them pain. It's causing them dismay and and much worse. I mean, it's causing them, you know, death and poverty and, and discrimination. And we and we are, uh, openly exhibiting relish. Yeah. Like we love to hurt these soft, commie, humanitarian socialists, and that, like that, always brings me up to a, a stopping point where I say, well, "Hang on a second. I can argue my politics. I can argue my like how what I think how we should be fair to everybody. You can argue your way. That's what politics are. But look at stop and look at yourself. You're openly relishing." that we are hurting. And no matter what we do, whether we win or lose, I'm not going to say, oh, I love it. I love it that we have punished yeah. the, the people who think differently than us. That's a very unhealthy and wrong way to behave. And so, you know, I agree with you. I was brought up by people with incredibly good values, and I, I, I have enough wherewithal to understand that my life is is a constant battle against my own ignorance and my own flaws as a human to try and achieve the same values that my parents continue to try and achieve and and even though the world is like bending and wobbling on its axis at the moment and some of the people are seem to think lying is okay cheating is okay we just have to. We, it, it doesn't take away the value of what we've been taught because we, because that is base elemental goodness, yeah. and you can make fun of us for it. You can do whatever you want, but all I know, and I may end up in jail or broke or whatever, but I'll know that I did my best to do the right yeah. thing rather than like if you're sitting on your yacht because you destroyed a bunch of our <laughs> our health rights. Yeah. I I think that you're not going to have a good time on your yacht. Oh, they will. <laughs> they will. They do. I mean, but, but <laughs> that's too cynical. 
Damn, um, that truth teller. It's tough. <laughs> but, you know, the, the real bottom line is at the end of the day, what's it to you? You know, what did, how, does, how does my need to take care of myself affecting you? You know, because mm-hmm. you're not paying for it. I'm not asking you to do anything. Why, why, why would you block? Are you blocking it just because you're happy to block it? You believe your religion is your religion and you should have your religion. But if I don't believe in your religion, why do you think that it's okay for you to step in my way and tell me I have to go in your direction? You know, I just, I want everybody to be able to have their thoughts, you know, to have Mm -hmm. their beliefs Mm -hmm. without... And I, I, I put this a lot of this on social media because I feel like pe- we've taught people that you must be validated by others in order to make, uh, to be important. You have to be validated by lots of followers. Well, see, follow, I love people, but I don't know if you should be following me. I don't think, I'm not sure. Because what if you don't actually feel like I do? And then you follow me and now you're mad at me. So I, (laughs) you know, I I think everybody has to like take a deep breath and, and find kindred spirits, you know, and, and figure out what you like about me, what it is that you like about me. Not that I'm going to, you're going to be me. You're going to be you doing you. But you like what I think. But it's, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's very complicated. And we've given people permission to demand that we pay attention to their uh, way of thinking about you. You know, how, who you have to mm-hmm. be because I'm somebody who follows you and you better, you better always be this. As opposed to, wow, you know, on Wednesday... I started walking down the street and on Thursday she was scratching her butt. My God, <laughs> I do that. You know, I didn't even know people were behind me to see it, you know, because being held to standards, you have to hold yourself to standards and stand on them and say, this is what I, this is what I think. I might change tomorrow, but this is what I think right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard not to fall into that trap of, uh, create creating a persona quote unquote yeah. and then having to i mean first just the trap of of feeling of creating a persona because i think doing that is a protective mm-hmm. measure because you're like i feel like i'm pretty much who i am but then there's a little bit of a veneer that was coming into instagram in particular where mm-hmm. i felt like yeah this isn't actually really who i am i'm kind of given the people what they want right. And it's, you know, it's a trap. It's hard. It's rough. But you know that you, you have to have some of the veneer or you would lose yourself entirely. So you mm-hmm. have to have, you know, that little area where it's not, no, this isn't, this isn't me all the time. You know, no, it isn't. It's for this day, this is what, I, what, what it was. But to remind people, you know, it's like, listen, I blow that air like you do. You know, mm-hmm. stuff is stuck mm-hmm. in my nose sometimes and just like everybody else, you know, it's yeah. just don't freak out if I, if my clay feet are bigger than yours, you know, mm-hmm. just, it's all learning. It's all learning. I mm-hmm. guess we think 
when we get to be a certain age that the the evolution stops, but it doesn't. It's on. It's ongoing every day, like when you mm-hmm. were a teenager. You know. I think it. Yeah, it's almost because with age comes a little more self awareness, hopefully. So it almost gets more intense. This the learning curve. Yeah, because now there's stuff you didn't know, and when you were a kid and you didn't know, it was kind of okay. But there's some stuff. It's like, oh, I guess I should have known this. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, the ignorance is bliss thing doesn't enter into the picture as often as it used to. Not anymore. How can you be Uh -uh. ignorant? It's like, how can can I miss you if you don't go away? That's, Mm. you know, it's it's all the same mindset. It's like, oh, well, I guess this is written somewhere on Twitter or Instagram or somewhere. This information exists and I, you know, I missed it all. Well, you know, some people just have that personal power and you have that. And it's interesting because, you know, we've had to switch our podcasts over from being actually in our bed with the people to doing it over Zoom here like we are with Whoopi. And I'm telling you, Whoopi, I mean, you're you just you're like blasting through the screen of our computer. I mean, your energy just from the second that I sat down and saw you on the screen. I was like, oh, wow, there she is. You know, it's different. I know. The first thing it's I saw was... a positive energy. Oh, the sun sh- sunshine is suddenly blowing into <laughs> our dining room. I did, room. yes. I did yes. not know you meant me, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> but it's really interesting that the, you know, the effect that you have and just it's it's innate to it's innate to you. I mean... If you believe in reincarnation, or I guess you could say maybe you're on one of your last lives or something, because there's a lot, there's just a lot of positive, like, force that comes from you, and it's it's rare. I can um, try, uh, try and encapsulate that in a scenario. A couple days before um, the, you know, the nation got shut down, I was actually on The View uh, uh, promoting my show Devs on FX on Hulu. And there was a moment where we were backstage making friendly and we looked over 10 feet to, to our right and there was Chewbacca yeah. <laughs> st- uh, standing there. And we looked back at each other and simply nodded. And it's that sense of affirmation and comfort, I think, that that we have come to uh, be so grateful for that you you put out. Like, yes, that's Chewbacca. Everything's cool. Everything's yes. going to be okay. Yes. I, I agree with that. And then also on top of that, there's some kind of, you know, just metaphysical blast of positivity that you radiate. That's really nice. Well, thank you. I think that's all my mom. I think she put all that in there. I'm going to steal that expression, roll me down the hill. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I got tired of saying, because I'm not sure that you can say it in a podcast, so I, I have had to find different ways <laughs> to <laughs> express how upset she was with me. <laughs> 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 so that's my, that's my expression. 
That's a really good one. Whoopi. Oh, man. I know you got to get ready to. Before you ramp us out. Yeah. Since we're talking about expressions, I've been wanting to ask this the whole time. Uh, You use this figure of speech, Whoopi, and maybe you know what this means, Megan. But I also know it from the great, uh, I love the Meters, the the Neville Brothers early band from New Orleans. And they have a song called Trick Bag. And you use the figure of speech trick bag. And I've never really known what is meant by it. Can you explain yes. what that means? Uh, when somebody puts you in a trick bag, they're putting you in, uh, in an awkward position. They could be setting you up. They could be uh, making a, a lie, could be lying to you. It, a trick bag means that, you know, anything can happen in it. Anything. Mm. And it, it really... It really stems from a couple of different things. It was also a great uh, phrase that that junkies used to use in the 50s, talking about being in a trick bag. And then uh, 60s, 70s, you know, trick bags were groups of men who were uh, having a conversation with one lady who was working, you know. So, you know, it could mean any, uh-huh. any of those things, but a trick bag really was like you put me in an awkward position, and I think yeah. you BSing me, and I'm not sure why. That's a trick ah, that's a good one. Thank well, you. you know, Whoopi, one of the things I think, you know, if I had to boil it down, the fact that you are so true to yourself, you're so real, um, it puts people at their ease because it creates a feeling of trust and safety. And that is what we all need right now. So thank you so much. And this has been very medicinal for us. And uh, we really appreciate you being here. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. And um, this has been another installment of your favorite podcast in bed with Nick and Megan today featuring the wonderful Whoopi Goldberg. Good night. Good night. In Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right, the little pink pill. And it's called Addy, A-D-D-Y-I, or Flibanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. 
If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.